Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. There's no shame in falling off the mechanical bull. Falling three times walking up steps is a different story. I guess we went from a dark winter into a nasty fall. It's high noon for Friday, March 19th, 2021. Follow the podcast on Gavin Parlor at I'm Your Moderator or on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. You can join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm Reasonable. You can also hit the merch site, www.cancelcotour.com. Dot com. Now, very, very sorry about not getting an episode up yesterday. Nothing is wrong, but sometimes life gets in the way, and that's just how it is. So I apologize. I'm going to try to make it up to you by doing one this weekend, and that's the best I can offer besides my sincerest, regretful apology. Now, today is the 58th full day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by China to the point where Chinese officials can come onto American soil and make fun of the fake president's representatives right to their faces and basically just punk America like our entire country is their servant. And with Joe Biden pretending to be president, I suppose that's about where we are. It's shameful. He's also the patriarch of maybe the most corrupt 
family in the history of America. And it touches every single member. It is a mess. And, you know, within these last few days, I was never sure whether or not to believe that uh, Ashley Biden diary that was published online. I wasn't sure if it was real or fake, but I actually have gotten confirmation from a knowledgeable source. And I'm saying like legitimately knowledgeable source. It's not Ashley Biden, though. So if the knowledgeable source is wrong, then I'm wrong. And then I'll have to retracto, as Project Veritas says. But I am convinced that it is, in fact, real. So you should look up the Ashley Biden diary and read little pieces of it, like where she talks about Joe Biden taking inappropriate showers with her when she was nine years old. Yes, for real. Yes, it's real. Yes, I can believe that happened because that is a completely degenerate family. And of course, Joe Biden is also the father of one of the most despicable sons in history. If Joe Biden actually possessed any strength or leadership quality, you might be able to describe him as a degenerate Roman emperor. But Hunter has something in common with, let's say, Nero. And I've said it before. So. Congratulations, America. Now we are looked at by the world as feckless, corrupt fools. And that's exactly what you wanted when you decided to vote for a feckless, corrupt fool. So truly, thank you. Now, Tony Blinken and Jake Sullivan went with some other similarly compromised and useless representatives of Biden's fake administration yesterday to Alaska to meet with some Chinese counterparts and figure out exactly how much of America's foreign policy they're willing to give away in the first meeting. And, of course, China's Demand is all of it. And Joe Biden is in absolutely no position to stop that. One of the Chinese ambassadors, Yang Jiqi, said the United States does not have the qualification to say that it wants to speak to China from a position of strength. That is incredible. The United States of America, under the fake presidency of the illegitimate, unelected Joe Biden, does not have a position of strength in regard to China. And China said it right to his face, to Tony Blinken's face. And how did Joe Biden react to this today? Oh, well, he told a reporter that he's very proud of the secretary of state. Really, being embarrassed and shamed and punked on the world stage makes you very proud. That makes sense. Joe Biden actually got upset at one of the members of the team that was there yesterday. But that's because it was a woman who had purple hair, purple hair, apparently now. The United States is represented by Antifa 
and comically silly feminists. That's what we've got. Purple hair in a meeting with the Chinese. Now, I'm glad Biden actually did mention that because it's absurd. It's, you know, I don't have any problem with people doing whatever they want with their hairstyle and tattoos and all that. Do your thing, okay? But I'm going to reserve the right to say that it looks stupid because I have opinions and I'm going to always have whatever opinions I have. But on the world stage, that's completely unserious. Like, I also don't want to have a secretary of state with a neck tattoo. You know? It's not that I don't think it's attractive. It could look cool. Maybe you did it right. Not a huge fan, but that's fine. I just don't want it with our foreign diplomats. But so Biden was upset about the hair. Maybe it smelled bad. Maybe he's like, oh, purple hair. That smells like eggplants. Don't want anything to do with sniffing that. I used to like sniffing her better when it was just brown or blonde because I don't know what her hair color was before. But now we have pictures of the United States meeting with China and one of our people has purple hair. This is just so embarrassing. The idea that any of these communists who voted for Joe Biden had the gall to pretend to be embarrassed by Donald Trump on the world stage are now getting punked to their faces like the weak, superficial, know-nothings they are. Joe Biden also decided that it would be a good time to talk shit to Vladimir Putin. He has no relationship with Vladimir Putin. And Joe Biden's stenographer, Mark McCormick, actually came out yesterday. The National Pulse had a piece with quotes from him talking about how he was there in the room with Biden and Putin back when Biden was the vice president. And Biden himself got punked in that meeting. And I guess to try to make a show of strength, he looked at Putin and said, I don't think you have a soul. And Putin responded, then we have an understanding. And for real, that line could be written in like a horror movie. And it would be like, oh, damn, that's scary as hell. Like someone was accused of not having a soul. And he said, then we have an understanding. I'm really not a fan of having a fake president who can't even at this point take phone calls with foreign leaders. Kamala Harris is doing that. Biden yesterday called her President Harris. And of course, I think we can all admit that this was basically like Biden was a Trojan horse for socialism, for Chinese communism, for fascism, obviously. And I'm, I'm not trying to be overboard or hyperbolic with these statements. All of them are accurate. And I'll get to some more of that later. But the idea that a woman who couldn't get a single delegate in the primary is going to be kind of just shoved in as president because this one is unable to function 
That's shameful. That's not what the American people voted for, even the ones who were dumb enough to vote for Biden or ignorant enough. I don't think that they're actually all dumb people. They just did a very dumb thing. I do dumb things sometimes. I do dumb things hmm, regularly. They're not on the scale of taking the most important decision of my life in terms of who might lead the country and set the future course for my country and not even pay it any mind, not bother to figure out if my decision was a smart one or not. I don't do things that dumb. But we all have our moments. Not that bad, but we do have our moments. Now, making it even worse, it seems that Kim Jong-un doesn't even recognize Joe Biden as president. And honestly, I'm not sure that Putin does either. China's happy to use Joe Biden as president because they helped put him there, and that's exactly what they wanted. But, man, it seems to me like the world does not recognize Joe Biden as the actual leader. And maybe that's just me hoping. And that's fine. It could be. Putin actually challenged Joe Biden to a live streamed debate that would go right on the Internet. No one else there, just him and Biden. He's like, oh, really? You want to try to talk shit about me, Joe? You dysfunctional, degenerate moron. Like, I don't want to be rooting for Putin over an American president. But then again, Joe Biden's not actually a legitimate president by any means. So I feel less bad about it. And of course, I know that the communists said this about Donald Trump a few years ago. Just turns out that, you know, they don't know anything and they were wrong. Donald Trump definitely got the votes he got, which is why Hillary Clinton conceded. Her cheating didn't work. She thought she would be able to make up for it in the days following the election, which is why she didn't concede on election night. And then they eventually went to plan B because there was no way that she was going to be able to override that. They never thought she would lose. Okay. All of the denigration of Donald Trump in the years to follow was because of that. They wanted to make sure that he could accomplish as little as possible in putting America ahead of the rest of the world. America should be ahead of the rest of the world. We have the best constitution. Our Physical country and our physical resources are amazing. We have wonderful people. And we have the American ethic that tells us to strive for more. And to work hard. And that is being chipped away by these communists. And that's what's ultimately really sad. But it's clear that we don't have the world's respect. And are we to imagine that other countries don't see what's happening at our southern border? They don't see our relationships with China and Russia and North Korea. They don't see the vice president that literally no one takes seriously fielding the fake president's phone calls. This is embarrassing. Every American should be rightfully embarrassed. And if all of that wasn't bad enough, Joe Biden fell over, fell over three times Climbing the staircase to what seems to be Air Force One, even though once he took off, it was not flying with that call sign. 
He fell over three times. He couldn't pick himself up. Do you know what they blamed it on? Wind. Wind. They said it was too windy out there. So Joe Biden fell over three times on the staircase up to the plane. And then he got to the top and saluted. Oh, my God. It's just embarrassing. And it's amazing that the people that voted for him, like, went bananas last year over Trump doing something funny with a glass of water and Trump almost slipping on a slippery ramp. That's what they thought meant that Trump was having some amazing mental deterioration and we needed to get the 25th Amendment out there immediately. Of course, that's not what actually happened. Not at all. But that's what they went with. Now their president, their fake president, is not even able to walk up the stairs. And that's because he is visibly and provably a physical and mental invalid. If Joe Biden was a regular person, he would be in a care home. In fact, maybe he's in a care home now because he certainly doesn't live in the White House. And again, he's spending the weekend in Wilmington, Delaware. Kamala Harris doesn't live in the vice presidential residence. She lives at Blair House, the White House guest house. Why? Is she really president like Joe says? What are we supposed to believe about all this? That's what I want to know. What are we supposed to believe? This is all a sham. There's video in addition to the hand with the microphone thing that I talked about on Wednesday. There's another video where Joe Biden, the top of his head just clips off in the video as he's walking out of whatever room that was where he did this speech with Lloyd Austin, you know, whoever that guy is that runs that whole operation over at the the thing, you know, oh, the Pentagon. While he was kind of blessing these two female generals that he had to do for woke points on International Women's Day. Because everybody knows Joe Biden a hero of all women, so long as they're over, you know, 15. The ones that are under, maybe not such a hero. And, you know, it's not that Joe Biden has an obsession with sniffing women. It's just that he has an obsession with sniffing heroes. But the thing that actually makes it worse is that Joe Biden himself, Joe Biden himself was one of the people making fun of Trump for slipping on a ramp. And he said, just look at how I run upstairs and look at how he slips down ramps. Well, we're looking, Joe. Now, if that wasn't enough pathetic communism for everybody, an article Wednesday was actually worse than all of it. So if you want to see the bottom of the barrel, here we go. A writer named Damon Young at The Root which I guess is a, um, a black news and black issues website. So a race-based website, which, you know, is not something I'm a fan of. Their, their like, sub-headline is, the blacker the content, the sweeter the truth. So I guess that that's funny or something. So this writer, Damon Young, who also writes for the New York Times, decided to pen an article in the aftermath of this Atlanta massage parlor shooting spree called Whiteness is a Pandemic. 
I don't have much to add here today that hasn't already been said. Well, that's not a great way to start off your article. And he should have actually considered that statement a little more deeply and then just not wrote this. But whiteness is a public health crisis. It shortens life expectancies. It pollutes air. It constricts equilibrium. That doesn't even mean anything. It devastates forests. It melts ice caps. It sparks and funds wars. It flattens dialects. It infests consciousnesses. And it kills people. White people and people who are not white. My mom included. Oh, whiteness killed your mom? Jesus. There will be people who die in 2050 because of white supremacy-induced decisions from 1850. I mean, this is... That's how he starts off. A line cannon should be drawn from the actions of the white supremacist who walked into three Atlanta-area massage parlors yesterday and allegedly killed eight people, six of whom were of Asian descent, to the relentless anti-Asian rhetoric pollinating national discourse over the past year. The former president and the party of the former president, Cannon should be blamed for this and the sudden increase of racist violence against Asian Americans. The line doesn't stop there, though. It extends back 400 years and has tentacles clawing everywhere from white everywhere. White supremacy exists here in America, which is everywhere. All right, let's break this down a bit, right? There is absolutely no proof and no reason to believe that the killer in Atlanta, was a white supremacist. The FBI has come out and said that the attacks were not racially motivated. Okay? The FBI is not my buddy. The FBI is not doing the work of MAGA. In fact, they're doing quite the opposite. But the FBI stated in no uncertain terms that these attacks were not racially motivated. Also, Six of the victims were Asian. Two of them were not Asian. They only happen to be Asian because those are the people who work at massage parlors. The guy called himself a sex addict who couldn't stop visiting massage parlors. And that's what enraged him. But that didn't stop the administration of the fake presidential regime and the media and racist morons like this guy, Damon Young, it didn't stop any of them for saying that this was white supremacy and this was a racially motivated attack. The only problem is there's absolutely no proof that's true. And the evidence points exactly to the contrary. Now, what we have that Damon Young and Joe Biden's you know, Jen Psaki's and all the Psaki's in his administration and the media, what we have them doing is blaming white people for a collective crime that the individual they're referring to didn't even commit. This is scapegoating. This is Nazi level scapegoating. Then he refers to the relentless anti-Asian rhetoric pollinating national discourse over the past year. 
There is not anywhere relentless anti-Asian rhetoric anywhere in the national discourse. And it certainly ain't coming from MAGA. Now, if it's true, and I'm not sure it is, that attacks on Asians have increased, are we really to believe it's white supremacists out there doing it? Is that where these urban attacks of Asian Americans are coming from? We know it isn't. Should we look and find out who it is? Pollinating national discourse. And what is it exactly that they're pointing to when they say this? It's calling the coronavirus that originated at a Wuhan lab in China, the China virus or the Wuhan virus or the CCP virus. None of those names are anti-Asian American. They're also not anti-Asian. They're anti-Chinese Communist Party. And if you're not anti-Chinese Communist Party, then you are complicit with the Chinese Communist Party as Damon Young is. The line doesn't stop there, though. It, It extends back 400 years and has tentacles clawing. Tentacles don't have claws, you terrible fucking writer. So 400 years. So just like the 1619 Project, that totally debunked ridiculous fiction that we have to pretend somehow represents a real history of America. That, again, is the same cause for this new problem, according to Damon Young. How poorly educated are these people? For real. For real. That is a false history of America. And now you're blaming that for an uptick in anti-Asian violence and rhetoric. That's crazy. Okay, that's crazy. And even if some communist sociologist were to have the ability to track this back somehow and make a connection, that still doesn't impugn Every white person in America. In fact, it impugns impugns almost none of us. Which is what makes this so much more offensive. And then he finishes it off with white supremacy exists everywhere in America. Again, that's not true. And it's offensive. There is a line connecting this act of terror to the 11 people killed at the Tree of Life Synagogue in 2018 and the nine people killed at Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in 2015, of course. No, not of course. There is absolutely no line connecting this killing, which is not an act of terror at all. It just isn't. With those other two events, there is no line connecting those. And to say, of course, implies that he knows he's speaking to a friendly audience who actually agrees with his rampant, unrepentant racism. But also to gentrification, to redlining, to racial profiling, to gerrymandering, to voter oppression, 
to mass incarceration, to the war on drugs, to the subprime mortgage crisis, to the vast disparities in both COVID deaths and who receives COVID vaccinations, to how the men and women who stormed the Capitol just went home and had dinner with their families afterward. What? Gentrification. There's a direct line connecting some deranged sex addict from killing massage parlor workers and some other people to gentrification? Well, I guess you can just connect everything then. If you want to say it's all racism, white supremacy, it sounds almost like he's scapegoating an entire race. Isn't that strange? I feel like they've done that before in Nazi Germany. Oh, that's right. They have. And we're all supposed to be fine with it because in their mind, in their rubric, how they set up the world they wish to discuss, whether or not it represents the real world at all, they actually think that they're punching up by saying this. Imagine, imagine a world where you could get away with and be lauded for an article called blackness is a pandemic or gayness is a pandemic. The internet would explode if someone wrote that. Instead, this is looked at as woke. This is looked at as what enlightened people think. It's not at all. And it's time that we all actually say that. It is actually not in any way white supremacist to not want to be talked about this way and to not be grouped in with serial killers based on the color of our skin. That's not white supremacist. That's not white backlash. That's calling racism for what it is. And we were raised better than that. This society actually has been working to eliminate ideas like that. In fact, this country is one that was built on a rejection of collectivist ideology. And what do we have? We have collectivist corporatism and authoritarianism. That's literally fascism. That's what fascism is. We have collectivist economic policies, right? That's what communism is. Top-down control. And then we have this militant collective racial grievance politics represented by Black Lives Matter and Antifa. What difference is there between that formally constructed, by the way, with the full complicity of one political party and some from the other party? How different is that from what we witnessed in the early to mid 20th century. That's the line. That's the connective tissue you're looking for. Damon Young, you racist, you reprehensible scumbag. This is just the worst. This is one of the most awful things I've ever read. Like the fact that someone has these thoughts, these hateful, disgusting thoughts is bad enough. The fact that this is given an amplified voice, this man writes for the New York Times sometimes. 
The New York Times, who, by the way, had no problem helping to publish the Nazi agenda. Let's not forget. And let's be clear. The men and women who stormed the Capitol, most of them did not just go home and have dinner with their families. First off, the people who stormed the Capitol had nothing to do with Donald Trump's speech. And they said as much. That's just a fact now. We know that. You guys could pretend that your conspiracy theory about that being Trump supporters who raided the Capitol, that violent insurrection, you can pretend that was all true on January 7th. You can't really play that off now. Okay? No one believes that. It's been 10 weeks. People know the story and it ain't what you said. Also, that event in particular has been used to target people and censor people, and imprison people. So let's not pretend that everybody went there and had like a white supremacist party and then went back home and sipped on a bottle of Pinot all night, okay? That's not what happened. While we were still processing and recovering from what we witnessed, they were already back on their couches watching Criminal Minds. Oh, is Criminal Minds what white people watch, Damon? Is that what it is? Were we watching white entertainment television, Damon? We were still processing and recovering. Oh, yes, it was so hard. We were so traumatized. We saw pictures of Antifa going into the Capitol, and they're so much different from the pictures of Antifa attacking courthouses and people with Black Lives Matter banners. Unbelievable. Recovering? You're a grown man, Damon. You're a grown man. You need to recover from watching the news? This is pathetic. This is pathetic. Good God. And by the way, this has nothing to do with Damon's race. This has everything to do with what sort of person he is. Okay, you got that? And I have no problem. I have no problem saying that I'm a better person than he is. I try to live my life in a more moral way. I don't collect people by their race and decide what it is they've done. We're at that point now where we're accepting not only a collective as defined by the communists being eligible for accusation of every wrong in the world. And by the way, let's not forget, they did this five or six years ago to men, right? So they're not only okay with the collective accusation. Now they're okay with the collective guilt and the collective assumption of guilt, right? White people, as a collective, are assumed to be guilty for crimes some of our ancestors committed to some other people's ancestors, none of whom are alive today. The assumption of collective guilt for a crime we didn't commit and a crime which we know for a fact was not committed for the reason that Damon Young is pretending it was. And this article is still up on their website. Maybe they were all just busy watching Criminal Minds and that's why 
they couldn't realize that this was nothing but a racist screed, which should be taken down immediately. White supremacy is a virus that, like other viruses, will not die until there are no bodies left for it to infect, which means the only way to stop it is to locate it, isolate it, extract it, and kill it. I guess a vaccine could work too, but we've had 400 years to develop one, so I won't hold my breath. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? And he actually has a book here. You know, it says Damon Young is the editor-in-chief of VSB, a contributing opinion writer for the New York Times and the author of What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker, published by Echo, ECCO, and HarperCollins. I wonder if HarperCollins has censored any writers for the crime of being conservative. They are publishing one of the most heinous racist screeds I've ever read. Like, imagine saying that Jews are a virus. And like other viruses, they will not die until there are no bodies left for Jewishness, let's say, to infect. Does that sound any different than the actual Holocaust? And, you know, Damon Young, I'm sure, and all the other racists who write similar things, like Nicole Hannah-Jones or like Ibram X. Kendi, they would take the next step and say, oh, well, you know, whiteness is different than being white. You don't have to be white to express whiteness. And just because you're white doesn't mean that you do express whiteness. Oh, oh, thank you. That's so charitable of you to give us an out so long as we say the things you want us to say and act the ways you want us to act and become, quote unquote, one of the good ones, right? So if we're one of the good white people, then we don't have to, then he's not talking about us, of course. All we have to do to not be talked about in these heinous, disgusting, racist ways is to be one of the good ones. And it's okay to say, you know, one of the good ones. How am I being right now, Damon? Am I getting uppity about this? Let me know. And, you know, let's try to, let's, let's go ahead and read the first paragraph here, right? And instead of Damon Young's use of whiteness, maybe we could imagine that, da- that Damon Young, not me, because I would never write this, but let's say instead of an anti-white racist, Damon Young were an anti-black racist, okay? Blackness is a public health crisis, Damon Young might write. It shortens life expectancies. It pollutes air. It constricts equilibrium. It devastates forests. It melts ice caps. It sparks and funds wars. It flattens dialects. It infests consciousnesses. And it kills people, black people and people who are not black. 
my mom included. There will be people who die in 2050 because of black supremacy induced decisions from 1850. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that Damon Young was an anti-black racist instead of an anti-white racist. Imagine writing, imagine Damon Young writing, blackness infests consciousnesses. Tell me, tell me something that could be more racist than that. I'm not even sure you could create a sentence that would be more racist than that. And this is okay. And I was talking in the, uh, the, the chat group on, on Telegram with some people. Um, a buddy of mine, Josh Lacash, who has a great podcast called Wrong Opinion, he, uh, he tried to reach out to Damon Young to see if he would come on the show. And I was like, yeah, I would love to, I would love to have this guy on. But people like this don't go to outlets where they might get challenged. Okay, because they don't actually want to defend these views. These views are for the consumption of people who already agree with them. Right. And one of the guys in the in the chat said, you know, this is the sort of person that like you don't even want to give a platform to. And I said, no, this is exactly the kind of person I want to give a platform to. And. He was like, well, you know, it's just hard to approach one of these conversations like in fairness to his viewpoint. And I'm like, I wouldn't do that. I'm not interested in fairness to this viewpoint. This viewpoint is heinous. I'm interested in making him defend it, which, of course, he can't do in the face of any pushback. He's going to sit down with a smart person who doesn't agree with him and somehow outline how it's okay, how it's okay to just flippantly express this level of racism constantly. He's not going to do that. He's not going to sit down with me and explain what I just was talking about with what whiteness actually is, as if I don't know what his definition is, right? They always assume, oh, no, we have this, we have this really smart, understanding of what that word means that you don't quite understand. And if you understand it like us, then it's not racist. Oh, really? Oh, really? That would be amazing if like some group of white, quote unquote, scholars and scholar can only be used in a meaningless form now, because what our colleges are churning out now are not scholars. They're not thinkers. They're repeaters of slogans. And that's what Damon Young is doing. He learned all these slogans, and now he applies these slogans to every issue he might ever see. Okay? This isn't thought. This isn't thought. This is a racist screed, a repetition of racist slogans that he used and that he learned in colleges around the country that are now dominated by Marxists and racists. Okay. That's what our quote unquote higher education is now. But I don't need one of these two bit fake sociology professors to explain to me how their definition of whiteness is okay. I already know how they think it's okay. It's still not. It's still not. It's not okay at all. 
but yet they use it. Even black people can exemplify whiteness, they say. Why don't you just do the thing you do on Twitter, Damon, and call the black people exemplifying whiteness Uncle Tom's like you always do? In fact, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not going to check because I'm not interested in canceling this guy. I would be more interested in just shredding him in a public debate. I really would. There is no way that he can explain his views without being clearly, clearly a sociopathic racist. Like it really is that level. This is just heinous, violent shit. He literally said they need to make sure there are no more bodies that whiteness can infect. That is genocidal language, right? Do we have to pretend that that's not genocidal language? No, 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 you don't understand. We said that other races can exemplify whiteness too, so it's not bad. Oh. So what you're saying is that it is just genocide against an idea that is possessed mostly by one race, but also by some of other races. So then it's what? Not genocide, Damon? You racist? This is the sort of thing that makes you feel dirty just to read. And aside from the racism, all of this is made worse by the fact that he's tying it all to an event that had nothing to do with race, according not only to the attacker who confessed, but to the FBI. What leg does Damon have to stand on here? This is only racism. It's only racism. There's nothing else here. And you know what, Damon? If some white person hurt you, I'm sorry. If the education you had actually makes you feel like less of a human in relation to white Americans, I'm sorry. That shouldn't have happened. No one should have taught you that way. Okay? But if you're going to pretend that that's somehow my fault, you can go fuck yourself, man. You're a racist. And I'm sorry if your experience led you to that. But that's not an excuse. And you would never, ever, ever forgive that as an excuse if some white supremacist said that to you. Well, hey, man, I'm just I'm just a result of my upbringing. You can't blame me for it. You're going to accept that answer, Damon, you racist. Is that good enough if a white supremacist blames it on his past and what he how he was educated, how she was educated? That's OK for you. No, it's not, is it? Then why would it be okay for me to hear that from you? Oh, well, you know what I've been told about history. That's what makes me hate white people. Oh, really? Yeah, you sound enlightened, Damon. You sound real enlightened. You sound like you know a lot about history and where language and rhetoric like this might go if it were to be mainstreamed and accepted and praised. Sounds like you know a whole lot about history, Damon. And... You know, just to clarify a definition uh, regarding this event, too, this is a false flag event, right? I'm not saying that the event didn't happen. It did, obviously. But it's being used as something it's not, okay? And they are going to use this to try to shut down the Second Amendment, to try to do more racial nonsense like they always do. 
This is the communist agenda. This is the communist playbook. I'm not trying to show disrespect to the victims. I don't feel that, and I'm not trying to express it. But I do think it's important that we be honest about the political fallout from events like this. None of us are served in any way by pretending this is something different than it is. Now, one thing I wanted to cover yesterday, so I'm just going to mention it briefly today before I go. But if you haven't seen it, look up uh, Rand Paul grilling Anthony Fauci in a hearing yesterday. Now, the unfortunate part is that the communists all tried to rush to Fauci's defense as soon as Rand Paul finished talking. But the best part was when Rand Paul called Fauci out for wearing two masks around for show after being vaccinated and getting both doses of the vaccine. He basically said, Rand Paul said, you're going against everything that we have ever known about immunity and you're doing it for show. And then you're telling people that even once they're vaccinated, nothing changes. No one is going to be into that. And thank goodness Rand Paul is doing his part to stand up to this because very few others are. But truthfully, I would have grilled Anthony Fauci even harder. And Rand Paul should have done that better. And I was actually a little bothered by the part where he said, you know, if you want people to get this vaccine, you should at least give them a reward for it by not having to do this silly mask shit anymore. But no. A, they shouldn't want people to get the vaccine. The vaccine is on offer. Fantastic, right? If it provides immunity for the people who take it and they're the ones who are scared of coronavirus, wonderful. Let them take it. We don't need a reward for something we don't have to do. And I don't like being coerced into doing things. And a reward can't be setting me back to the status quo ante. Like letting me go into stores without a mask on isn't a reward, okay? It's just a restoration of things we all take as basic freedom. So I don't count that as a reward, and that is not going to make me get that vaccine. I'm not a child. I don't operate on a reward basis, especially not when it comes to injecting myself with something. This is absurd. And what's worse is that the New York Times, you know, they had an article the other day about Walmart now providing their customers with vaccine IDs, vaccine passports for when they get the shot at Walmart, as if that's some special bonus. No, that's just the beginning of the charge toward vaccine passports for things like shopping, traveling, banking, what places you're allowed to go, what activities you're allowed to do. That's totalitarian. That is a bridge to nowhere, at least nowhere good. The idea that we would live in a society that tells us we're not allowed to go to the grocery store because we don't have a shot for a disease that can't kill any more people than the flu and for one that the country has already obviously developed herd immunity to. 
That's insane. And Fauci tried to say that he was very worried about the variants. And and Rand Paul called him out for that, too. He basically said, you're what you're advising right now is nothing more than conjecture because you don't have any data about the vaccine failing against these variants or that these variants are deadly or that these variants would be a pandemic or as threatening. You don't have any of that. And of course, Fauci doesn't have any of that. So he did the same thing he always does, which is backtrack and lie and make excuses and try to pretend that anyone who contests his opinion is going against the opinion of the science, when of course it's not. Fauci is the absolute worst. And I hope that this sort of pushback to that evil little fuck is just beginning. And sorry for cursing in case the family's in the room. But you know what? The kids deserve to know how bad Anthony Fauci is. I will be back this weekend at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. We're not gonna fall for that. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!